Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances, well, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, today we're going to continue our discussion on protection. We have been talking about the fact that there is a wealth transfer that is, yes, already in process. And they're saying over the course of the next seven years, trillions of dollars is going to pass hands from the next generation. And they're also stating that up to 70% of that wealth that's transferring is going to go into the hands of women. Now, men, that doesn't mean that you're left out in the cold here. It just means we want to make sure that women grow in their confidence on how to make financial decisions, how to be savvy with it, how to look and evaluate, basically, how to become Proverbs 31 women. They're able to consider a field and say, yep, that's the one I want to buy. That makes sense. I'm going to do that one. So so in order to accomplish this, we have been spending basically the last two months, I'd like to say the last 24 years of my career, helping to edify and to teach skill sets so that we can understand how finances work. Now, just a quick snapshot. We've talked about the importance of having a spiritual awareness, of understanding that this money that's transferring to us, it's not just about making sure that we have everything we want. Yes, we are going to be able to enjoy the blessing of it. In fact, our children should be able to enjoy the blessings and our children's children. But we also have to realize that this money that is being transferred to us is coming because it needs to cause transformation, transformation in ourselves personally, in our families, our communities. Let me be so bold to say transformation in our nation. And in order to do that, we have to have that spiritual awareness of, hmm, there's something bigger than me, there's a bigger purpose, and begin pursuing it. A lot of times individuals, they're going to wait until they have money in hand, and that's when they say, oh, okay, now that I have the money, now I'll start thinking about how I'm going to work charitably. What if we start with the little bit we have now? That scripture that says, faithful with a little, he'll make you ruler over much, well, let's begin to apply that biblical principle and let's look at ways that we can be charitable and looking to make impact in today's day. Now, in addition to making sure that we are spiritually aware, we wanna have that emotional intelligence. Oh, I can't tell you how many widows that I have seen. And we do know that they're now stating that the average age of a widow is 57 years old. That's young, not just because I'm around that age, but because 57, think how many years after that, that they are going to live. And unless God brings them someone else, they're going to be living alone and making those financial decisions. I have seen many widows come into my office where they have inherited life insurance. And we like life insurance. It's a tax-free inheritance that's come to them. Planning was done. Maybe they received the IRA from their spouse. Maybe there was a pension that they received. But regardless of what it is, I've seen them come in we structure it where it's where it matches their risk tolerance. We're pleased about it. And then I get, oh, 
that dreaded phone call. The phone call that says, my grandson called me and my grandson said, can he just borrow $40,000 for a car? He promises he'll pay it back. I'm like, well, what does he do now? Well, he's not working, doesn't have a driver's license, doesn't have this. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you get the idea. I have seen widows where well-meaning family members who promise they'll pay them back have siphoned all the wealth away. And so they have died nearly penniless because they've given it all away. Emotional intelligence allows us to be able to evaluate a situation and say, I love you, grandson, granddaughter, but I'm not going to enable wrong behavior. I'm not going to enable you so that you don't have responsibility and don't know how to get the job done and go out to work and get a job. So we want to have emotional intelligence to be able to make right decisions. And that's just one example Unfortunately, that is one example that I see far too often. I also see that example when it's young widows who are getting remarried and now all of a sudden they're marrying someone who doesn't intend to work, who doesn't intend to bring money into the household and they're going to live off of that widow in a new relationship. So there is a lot there. If an individual is secure in who they are, secure in who they are in the Lord, who understands finances. Yes, they're going to want to have companionship, but now that driving need that causes them to not use emotional emotional intelligence is now gone. And they can look at situations and get the counsel they need. So we want to have spiritual awareness. We want to have emotional intelligence. And of course, the financial savvy. And if you go back over the past 24 years, hey, if you just go on the Crystal Clear Finances YouTube channel, you will see all the videos we have been doing for years talking about financial savvy, telling you what IRAs are, showing you different components of how investments work, what to look for, what to look out for, how do we include social security within it? All of those different components in it is part of being financially savvy, understanding the three types of taxes, taxable, tax deferred, and tax advantage, and where you can find them. Those are the skill sets spiritual awareness, emotional intelligence, financial savvy. And so we've spent some time talking on that. And I want to encourage you, even as we start next month going into new subjects and talking about different financial components, that doesn't mean we need to stop on the spiritual awareness or stop growing emotionally. We need to make sure those are growing equally as fast as our financial savvy is. Now, over the past two months, we've talked about the fact that if the money's coming, and we prepare ourselves, then we also have to go through the seven T's of transferring. How do we get that money to the next generation? Oh, I've sat down with so many parents and they'll say, I got three kids and I'm gonna give them all the same thing. Now, I know we are supposed to love our children unconditionally and we're supposed to love them equally. I appreciate that as one out of 12 kids. I like knowing, okay, I'm loved just as much as all my brothers and sisters, but I can tell you this, we were not all treated the same and we can't be treating all of our children the same in our gifting as well. There are some times when we give money to a child that we actually cause uh, an enabling. We hurt them by gifting them money. You know, I remember when George and I were first married, and I know, bear with me, you've heard this story before, but when we went through the hardest time that we went through, which was going near bankruptcy, and it was a seven-year trial, it was a horrible time to be alive, but that is actually 
what caused Crystal Clear Finances to come alive because I made this deal with God, though I know you can never make deals with God. And I said, if you will teach me this money thing, then I will teach others. And this is how it grew over time, grew from budgeting and then getting my certified financial planner and all the designations and all the credentials. And it grew over time, but it came from that time of the bankruptcy, near bankruptcy. And I remember when we sat down with curly hair grandma, that's George's grandma. And uh, we sat down with her and we explained what we had went through. We didn't tell her when we were going through it. She had no idea. You know, she didn't know that we were eating beans and rice, macaroni and cheese with water, with the cheese sauce that's powder is so disgusting. But yes, we did that. It wasn't until we had made it through and we were debt free. And one day we began talking about the hardships we had gone through, not having electricity, choosing between heat and electric, the whole thing. She was so angry at us. I remember, I'm thinking she's gonna be like, go Crystal, go George, you guys are awesome. No, she was not amused. She was livid at us because we had not asked her for help. And she said, why did you do that? I would have given you the money. You wouldn't have had to go to food pantries. You wouldn't have had to experience all that. And it wasn't until we were able to help Graham understand. We said, Curly or Grandma, if we didn't go through that, how would we be the people that we are today? How would we know how to scrap our way out, fight, hang on to God, pray like it depended on him, work like it depended on us, and get out of that hole, which really wasn't because we were doing credit card spending. It was because our largest client in the trucking company went bankrupt and left us with thousands of dollars of unpaid invoices. So it wasn't like we had poor money handling skills, but when this happened, and bad things happen to good people all the time, we had to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and walk through it. My point of that is, is when we give our money away, we have to make sure that we're not giving money that is robbing our children and those we love from an opportunity for them to grow. Because we need to go through the growth process. I keep thinking, what if? What if I had called Curly or Grandma and said, Grandma, I need this money. I'm cold, blah, blah, blah. And she bailed me out and bailed me out and bailed me out until she had nothing left. And then what would have happened? She would pass away. She was older. And then would George and I have learned it or would it just postpone the lesson that God had for us? And those are the things we need to begin thinking about. So as this wealth transfer comes, and again, don't be waiting until it actually shows up at your door. Be faithful with what you have now, because if you will cultivate what you have now, if you will allow God to blow on it and use the anointing he has given you, he'll grow wealth through you. We don't need someone to pass it to you. Grow what he's given you. And if we will go ahead and do that, then we can say, okay, now where do we take this money and which child do I give it to? Which charity, which not-for-profit do I give it to? You know, we have it set up, we're giving it to several different places. And it's not the same, and we're not gonna go into the details today, but it's not the same between all three of my children. I love all three of my children the same, but I'm not gifting them that money because I think the way that I have positioned it now is in alignment with what God has called for me to do for them. So when it comes, to transferring it, there are seven things to think about. Who are we gonna transfer it to? What is the tax treatment of it? What's the timing of it? Is it gonna be now or are you gonna gift it after you've passed away? How are you going to title it? 
What are the tools, the techniques, and the talk that you're going to sit down and have? See, all of these two, uh, seven T's are important when it comes to transferring. And that's why if you go back over the past two months in our YouTube channel, you'll see we talk about how to prepare to get ready to transfer it to the next generation. Now, in addition, we've talked about the importance of when this money comes to you, right? We've got spiritually we're growing, emotionally we're growing, financial savvy we're growing. We know how to transfer it. We're raising up that next generation. Well, we've spent some time talking about the fact that we need to cultivate what we have. One of the ways when we're cultivating what we have is we have to realize that we can choose to cultivate and grow things that are opposed to the kingdom of God, that are in absolute disagreement with what the word of God says, or we can say, hmm, if I'm gonna cultivate what resources I have, why don't I do them that are in alignment with my beliefs? And it's called values-based investing, biblically responsible investing. And I would encourage you, I know on May 11th, it's a Thursday at six o'clock, we're gonna have an in-person seminar. Yes, we're moving away from the webinars. We're gonna have an in-person seminars back with our sandwiches and the people and the hugs, or, and you don't have to hug if you don't want to. But this is a, an an upcoming seminar we're having from Eventide. And Eventide was a company that we did a program on talking about how they're standing up and helping fight against these labor camps that are popping up in China and different places and saying, no, we're not gonna buy goods from you, even though it would make a company more profitable and we'd have great rates of returns or could have great rates of returns. Instead, what we're gonna do is we're gonna enforce that, you know what? Our profits are not based upon the labor of someone else, the ungiven, uh, forced labor is the word I'm looking for, forced labor of an individual that caused broken families, we're going to get our rate of return and quality from good business practices. We're going to do investing that makes the world rejoice. And so we talked about this responsibility. So here's this. If you were to get a million dollars, let's just say you get $10 million of this wealth transfer that's coming. If you've not been faithful with the $100 that you have or the thousand or a hundred thousand to invest it according to biblical values, are you thinking that there's gonna be another 10 million so we can fund the wrong kingdom? Or are we gonna be faithful and say, you know what, I'm gonna fund the right kingdom because not, it's not just about rate of return so we can get those, but it's also making sure that the rate of return is based upon the spiritual component there. So we did spend some time talking about that. And again, I wanna encourage you, give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and let's sign up for that seminar. Because to be able to hear an update on what Eventide's doing and those truths about how investing, true investing works, not just rate of return, but also the impact we're having in society is such an important uh, piece of knowledge, financial savvy that we need to carry within us. Now, what we talked about next is we talked about how we need to protect it. So what we're gonna do, I'm gonna take a quick 60 second break. When we come back from the break, I wanna talk about areas where we need to protect because we have talked about some, I'm gonna do a quick recap. And then there's some more areas because there's so many charitable trusts and things that we can do that we've gotta protect the resources. And before we can take the resources and have them protect, we have to learn about these tools. And that's what we're gonna do when we're back in just 60 seconds with more Crystal Clear Finances.
If businesses help shape our communities and culture, well, then who's responsible for shaping and empowering the businesses? Well, investors are. Your dollars help create profit for companies who can use these resources to leverage company beliefs and agendas. The question is, are those beliefs in alignment with your values? If not, can you find alternative companies that provide quality products and services that will use their profits to bless your community? Well, I believe you can. Learn how at the in-person seminar Thursday, May 11th at the Office of Crystal Clear Finances. Call 518-433-7181 and register for your spot today. Seating is limited, so please call 518-433-7181 for your reservation. We're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon. Such a pleasure to be here with you. I am excited about what we're talking about because all in all, this is not a discussion about money. This is a discussion of how do we advance the kingdom of God and the tool we just happened to use at Crystal Clear Finances is money. Everybody can expand the kingdom of God in whatever area of life that God has placed you in. Mine just happens to be how to use money, create it, cultivate it, keep it, and then get it to the right place in the next generation. So we were talking about right before we went to the break about as we begin to receive resources, not only do we need to cultivate them, but we need to understand how do we protect them? Because there is risk associated with life. We just have to wake up in the morning and there is risk all day long. There is some risk. There's nothing we can do but pray. But there is other risk that can be mitigated, meaning I can transfer some of that risk to somebody else, usually an insurance company. And so we took time, I think it was the last two weeks, and we talked about long-term care insurance. Now, many times people will hear this and they'll say, oh, Crystal, you mean that really super expensive insurance that I have to get in case I'm going into a nursing home? I don't want to go into a nursing home. Um, if you could see me, I know those of you on radio can't, but everyone out in YouTube land, you can see my hands raised. I don't want to go to nursing home either. I want home health care. And in fact, 80% of individuals who have long-term health care plans, they have it not so they have money to go to the nursing home. They have it so they have money so they can stay in their own home. So I've noticed something tricky that happens is sometimes we have misconceptions and we make up our mind about something. And you know what happens? We stay in that mindset forever. We don't ever go back and revisit that. Maybe I've considered this incorrectly. Maybe we did get a quote on long-term health care that was so expensive that we think, Oh, I'll never be able to afford it. But that's kind of like going car shopping and getting that Lamborghini and thinking all cars cost the same. They don't. You've just got to find the one that's right for you and your budget. The reason why I feel this is so important is I want you to think about this for a minute. Think about the fact that you work hard all your life. You're scrimping your savings. Yes, you're doing some things. Hopefully you're going on vacation that it's not just work and savings, right? There is some play in there. But basically, you've saved for retirement. You get to retirement. Now you're older, you're tireder, you don't want to go get a job, and money's coming in. But if a medical situation happens, have you looked at how expensive it is? And they say that the number one cause for bankruptcy when you're in retirement is what? 
It's medical bills. And that's according to a generous study. And of course, we'll put the link that references this below um, our uh, talk. So one of the things that we need to realize is if it's that big of a deal, if it can wipe out people's retirement that they spent 30, 40, 50 years creating, then isn't there something we should be doing to help mitigate that risk? How do we transfer that risk away from us? Now, if you wanna transfer all the risk away from you, well, maybe that's kind of like a Lamborghini price, but maybe you say, you know what? If I could just help have help for a couple years, the average time when someone is needing this type of care is 2.78 years. So, okay, so if I'm going to need that care, why don't I just get it for a couple years? And then I know I have other investments that will help make up the difference. So there are things that you can be doing. Now, what is long-term health care? And we're not going to spend the whole program on it, but I just want to remind you. So long-term health care means that you can't do things like can't feed yourself. You can't tie your shoes. We talk about dressing. That means you can't button your buttons. So when you see people that are older and now it's Velcro shoes, no, that's not a fashion statement. They're not trying to make a fashion statement. They probably are at a place where it is too painful with arthritis to be able to tie their shoes. When it gets to a place where they can't tie their shoes, they can't button their buttons, then okay, one of the six assisted daily living activities, they're not able. They're going to need someone to help. The other one is dressing and transferring and using the bathroom, bathing, getting in and out of the shower, not even a tub, but just stepping over that threshold. These are things that as people get older, this is something that they face. In fact, uh, right now, of everyone who's over the age of 65, seven out of 10 of them are going to need long-term care. Now, I know I'm probably just talking to the three that don't need it, right? I know. But we have to be aware that there are going to be seven out of 10, 70% that are going to need it and they do need to prepare. 66% of the people who come in and take care of mom and dad use their own funds to do it. I want you to pause for a moment. I'm just thinking of a couple of families I know that how much they love their children and so now if they don't have the proper type of insurances in place to protect their resources that are available to them, it could be a situation where the kids are growing up and now having to use their retirement. And I know many parents don't want that for their children. But again, if we've heard that this is something that's just for a nursing home and you are not going to a nursing home, if you've heard that it's only going to be the price of a Lamborghini, of course, it's something that you say, I would love it but I just can't afford it. But I wonder if you really can, if we can work together to create the right type of plan for you. And then one of the statistics they have, and I thought that was so strong, seven out of 10 over the age of 65 will need long-term care, 66% of caregivers use their own money, and 100% of the families are affected. And there have been a lot of families where I've seen the tired daughter the tired son come in, the only one shouldering this. And that is why to me, it is so important that we have the proper type of insurances in place because if God has downloaded and given these blessings to you and you have the resources, whether you inherited the resources, whether there was an anointing on you and you were able to cultivate the resources and grow your five talents to 10 talents, whatever the case may be, stewardship doesn't end in just building wealth. 
Stewardship also is included in keeping the wealth, protecting the wealth so that you can hand that baton to the next generation and say, here are the resources like David to Solomon. Hey, I can't build the temple but I got you the resources, so go get it done, son. And that's what we want to do is make sure we're protecting what God has given us. Now, where I want to just finish our discussion today, and I want to round out this long-term care discussion, and then next week we're going to be talking about a different form of protection, is I want to talk about the fact that there are individuals who are uninsurable so I might have listed all these this information. You might be saying, Crystal, stop. I want long-term care insurance, but I can't get it. I'm uninsurable. In fact, we had a sweet couple in the other day. She's 73, he's 75, and we're doing long-term care. It's late to the game. I would suggest you do it more in your 50s, not in your 75, because when you hit 75, as soon as in nine months, he would not be eligible. Thank you, Jesus, that we're having this discussion now and going through the process to get him qualified because as soon as he turns 76, he would not be eligible. And you know, when we think about long-term care, a lot of times we think it's the six assisted daily living activities I had mentioned before. And you say, Crystal, I'll wear, I'll wear, I'll, I will wear Velcro regardless of what it looks like, but I want to read the statistics. And again, I'm getting this all from the Genworth site and the link will be in the show notes. But currently 6.2 million Americans have Alzheimer's and that number continues to grow steadily. In fact, by 2050, this number is projected to increase to almost 30. Million. Now, this is the part that's even more scary. The average life expectancy after Alzheimer's disease diagnosis is eight to 10 years, which requires long-term care. So this is not about, hey, I feel fine, I'm exercising, I'm taking my vitamin B and my calcium. These are things that happen. And sometimes bad things happen to good people. I know that we pray and we do all that we can, but there are some situations that come in life and we have to be prepared for them. So what do you do if you find, Crystal, I'm in a place, things have happened in life, my health isn't good, or uh, I have a, there's a strong history of Alzheimer in our family, I don't think I'm gonna get qualified. Well, now they have a different type of insurance that's out that can help those who are uninsurable. To me, this is a big key. That is why today, even though we were talking about long-term care last week, I knew we needed to revisit this subject because it's called home care insurance. And home care insurance says you're guaranteed to be accepted. Basically, what you're going to do is you will make a premium payment and say, how many days of care do I want to buy? So it's like it's like buying a bank. Okay, I want to have $100,000 in this bank, so this is what I'm going to pay on a monthly basis. And when I need the care, the way that it works is that you get to have 10% of it at a time. So you get 10%. So let's pretend that you had 6,000 hours, right? That's what you had bought. You bought those 6,000 hours, that means you're gonna have five months of care, then you have to wait 90 days, and then you can get your next 10, 10%, next block of care. These are ways that the insurance companies are trying to find to be able to say, well, wait a minute, 
there are those who do need this care. Are they just, just because their health is bad, we can't leave them alone. We don't want them ending up on Medicaid. We don't want them to have just eking out an existence. So I would encourage you, when we begin going over this, to talk to your financial advisor, ask them, say, hey, listen, I was listening to Crystal Langdon, certified financial planner, Crystal Clear Finances. Well, maybe don't say that. Just say, I was listening to a financial advisor on the radio, and they were saying that there is now home care insurance that will allow me to buy hours that I can have someone come in. I won't be declined. I don't have to have it because of the six assisted daily living activities to qualify, but I can just say, I need help. I need help with someone to help me make meals, whatever it is. So this is something that I would look into. Again, not a recommendation because I can't see you on the other side of the radio or on the other side of YouTube, but I can tell you, if this is of interest to you, talk to your advisor and you can give us a call at 518-433-7181. It's important to understand there are ways that we can insure ourselves. There are ways that we can protect the assets that God has given us. You know, I want to spend next week talking about yet another area where we can say, okay, wait a minute. We've talked about long-term health care. What are other ways I can begin to protect what God has given me so I can successfully steward it? to the next generation. So I encourage you, give our office a call at 518-433-7181. Schedule a free initial consultation. I'd love to talk to you about this and then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.